إني ذكرتك فاخضرت بساتيني وأشرق النور وازدنت دواويني أنت الحبيب الذي في الروح مسكنه وأنت أنت حياة في شراييني إني ذكرتك فاخضرت بساتيني وأشرق النور واستند دواويني أنت الحبيب الذي في الروح مسكنه Hi, um, السلام عليكم It's me Zainab Muhammad, the host of the Yalala Tabal podcast And in this second episode We talked about tafsir and Islamic feminism with Dr. Sheikh Abdurrahman, Sheikh Umar Ahmed. And um, it was truly an amazing episode. Unfortunately, when I was recording this episode, I had a cold. Um, but now, alhamdulillah, I feel better. Uh, it was definitely very insightful. And this is just a claimer that, inshallah, in the future, When I have guests on my podcast that I don't necessarily endorse everything they're saying, but yeah, uh, there's some things that I'd like to point out prior to this episode that I believe will help you. We talked about tafsir or the meaning of the Quran or uh, Quranic exegesis, um, some words that you might hear. Uh, are um, Duxi. Duxi is a place where uh, people learn Quran. Duxi is a Somali word. Um, another word or terminology you might hear is tafsir bil athar, which means tafsir using um, sources, and tafsir bil ra'i, which means tafsir, which is almost like hypothesizing like you're kind of like guessing the meaning um um these are the words i currently have written i can't think about other words that i need defining that are not defined in the podcast however feel free to email me if there's something that you'd like me to explain further or to define i guess um as usual we're going to have Somali and Arabic also on this podcast so stay tuned Assalamu alaikum wa marhaban bikum fi halqa jadida fi podcast yalla la tadal wa ana Zainab ma'akum fi hadhi alhalqa kanat dayf ma'i Dr. Sheikh Abdurrahman Sheikh Umar Ahmed wa كنا نعرف بعض من زمان وأنا صاحبة مع بناته أه وحكينا عن خلفيته شوي وحكى لي أنه كان رئيس السابق للجمعية الإسلامية في شمال أمريكا وكان في التعليم والتربية أكثر من عشرين سنة 
وما شاء الله عنده دكتوراه في التربية والشريعة الإسلامية وماجستير في عقيدة الإسلامية و درس هندسة الزراعة بالصومال وبرضه كان بجيش الصومالي وكان موجود في الدعوة من صغره ودرس تحت يد أبيه قبل ما سافر لبرا وتحديدا في هذه الحلقة حكينا عن موضوعين أولا التفسير وبعد هيك حركات النساء الإسلامية والنساء في التفسير فحكينا عن التفسير وسألته كيف ممكن نصير مفسرين زيك آسفة نسيت حكيت أحكي لكم أنه هو قام بترجمة وبتفسير القرآن من العربي للغة الصومالية وقبل هذا المقابلة ما كنت أعرف هذا وعن جد عن جد كنت محظوظة وحكينا عن التفسير لو حدا بده يكون مفسر أولا لازم أن الشخص يعرف العربي والقرآن بطريقة كويسة بنسبة القرآن لازم يكون حفظه كثير قوي يا يكون حافظ يا يكون تقريبا حافظ ولا في العربي لابد من العلوم الموجودة بالعربية كالصرف والنحو والبلاغة وبرضو الأدب كشعر الجاهلي كيف نعرف اللغة الأصلية اللي موجودة في القرآن وحكينا أن هناك نوعين من التفسير يا بالأثر يا بالرأي فشو معنى تفسير بالأثر؟ تفسير بالأثر معناته أن نستخدم التاريخ ونستخدم الحديث فممكن كتفسير ابن كثير وهذا تفسير كتير كويس لو بدكم تقرؤوها عن جد هي كويسة وهناك تفسير بالرأي فلما بفكر تفسير برأي ممكن زي تفسير الجلالين بتفكر في الآية ممكن بيقعدوا في مكان وبيفكروا شو معنى هذا الآية وتقريبا بيخمنوا شو معنى الآية وأيضا حكينا أن هناك نوعين من السور في القرآن يا بتكون مكية يا بتكون مدنية فقبل ما هاجر الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى مدينة من مكة كل السور اللي نزلوا بمكة هم سور المكية وبيركزون أكتر بالآخرة وعن القصص وعن الصبر والأشياء زي هيك والسور المدني بيركزون أكثر بالحياة العادية زي الصوم الصلاة وإشياء زي هيك وممكن بنقول إنه السور المدنية بتركز أكثر بأشياء الفقية بس لسه بتحكي عن الأشياء زي الآخرة فحكينا عن هذا شوي وبعد هيك دخلنا بموضوع 
حركات النساء الموجودة في الإسلام وحكى أن الظلم والنسوان متساوين أمام الله وأعتقد أنه كان يشير للآية اللي موجودة في سورة النساء آية واحد لا ومن يعمل من الصالحات من ذكر أو أنثى وهو مؤمن فأولئك يدخلون الجنة ولا يظلمون نقرا فكان إنه أمام الله إحنا نفس شيء يا بتكون مرة يا بتكون زلمة عندك حق بتفوت الجنة حسب شو عملت وبعد هيك سألته هل مشان أنت عالم كبير وبتعرف التفسير بطريقة كويسة هل شفت من كتب التفسير اللي قرأتها كتاب كاتبة فهو حكى لي لا لسه ما شاف عالمة أو كاتبة اللي كتبت في مجال التفسير بس أكيد هم موجودون في الفقه والأشياء الثانيين بس مش معناته أنهم مو موجودون بس هو ما بيعرفهم وما فيش مشكلة لو إجت بنت وبدها تكتب كتاب التفسير ما في شيء بيمنعها من هذا وبعد هيك حكينا عن كيف النسوان كانوا موجودون في العلم الإسلامي أو في العلم في علوم الإسلامية وحكى أنه من كبار علماء الصحابة كان بعض النساء موجودون فيهم زي عائشة وأم سلمة رضي الله عنهما وهم فسروا بعض الآيات بس ما فسروا القرآن كاملة وبعد هيك حكينا عن حقوق النسوان جوا الإسلام وقال إن الإسلام كامل حكيت عن هذا آسفة أو فسألتوا بعض هذا كيف ممكن للنسوان أن يأخذوا حقوقهم جوا الإسلام فهو حكى لو كل حدا مارس الإسلام بالطريق الحقيقي ما حتكون نقص الحقوق وكل الناس قاعد حيكونوا قادرين بيأخذوا حقوقهم وبعد هيك حكينا عن عن حياته وبعض الأشياء اللي مارس في حياته وحكى لنا إنه كان من المؤسسين الأول إنه هو أسس أول مركز لتحفيظ القرآن للنسوان وقبل السبعينات كانت صعب كتير للنساء الصوماليات أن يدرسوا القرآن والأشياء المتعلقة بالدين الإسلامي بس كانوا قادرين يروحوا للمدرسة العادية بس كان هذا الشيء تقريبا خبى منهم فما كانوا يركزون بالنسوان كتير وعن جد حبيت هذا الحلقة وكانت حلوة فحشوفكم في حلقة جديدة إن شاء الله في المستقبل
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته كسودة وهذا برنامج كيجا بودكاست كا يلا لا تفضل دعذان أو لباد وح مرتئيها الشيخ عبد الرحمن الشيخ عمر وكل جان تقانين وحكوا بلاونا إذا كهرنا background كيسة أما أصل كيسة سيدتك أو جرنين وبرتان وحو إيش جاي إنه مضحضة أيانا أما إسلامك أسوسيشن أوف نورث أمريكا وحو يضلد مساجد دكوية على أمريكنكا أو هيستان كبدان صدنيشن مساجد وحو إيش جاي إنه كجري وحبر شذا لبعضن سنة كبدان يا إنه وحبر شذا وحبدن كشقين أي وحكلتو إيش جاي إنه PhD هيستو ما شاء الله دكتور كا وحقوقات هي وحبر شذا education يا شرعات إسلامية وحكلتو هيستا ماستر أو عقيدة إسلامية وحكوا بلاونا إنك هذا إنه تفسير كا يا سروقف كون قن كرقف مفسر ودك تفسير كسيا أما بوجا تفسير قرا وحي وحجهرس وحنوقف كقرآن كسفي عن ويقانو أما إنه حافظ قرآن كدا كرك كهاي هاي أما إنه حافظ نمذ كدوي هاي يا إنه قف كلوقد عربي كسفي عن ويقانو وحواي إنه ويقانو سرفجة ينحوها يا وحي على كلو سداس عمله كدوحو إيشاجي إني تفسير كلقبقي بوكل بحضة أو أه تفسير بالأثر يتفسير بالرأي تفسير بالأثر وحلقة وذائنا الاستخدام إنا لاستعمال أيو ألاب ألاب هالي رهذا إنا لاستعمال أيو حديث ياشي نصوص ياشا يتاريخت يومتك أو بالرأي إنا إنو قفك ماذا حيس استعمالايو أو أخرينايو لو قدفيرناي كذب وحو آمن سنيها آي داس إني شاجس كذب إنو شاجايو وحكلتوك هذا إني إني قرآن كلا بقي بكل بحضو سورة مدنية هي سورة مكية كوا مكية وحي رسولك صلى الله عليه وسلم جسود جي إنتوس مدينة وهاجرن كوا مدنية أهن وحي سودة جن هجرة كذب كوا مكية بضنا وحي كهد ليان روح ذا يؤاخر ذا يجن ذا يسد مصنفي عن لون قنكرة كوا مكي جن وحي كهد ليان سيدا او مي عفوا كوا مدن جن وحي كهد ليان سيدا ددك لولا تعاملو سيدا او سيدا لو صومو سيدا صلاة دلو تكدو يوحيالو سيدا سعمالك كدي وحا كهد لني فمنزم أما كل يقرن ما يسد الصومالي لقده ناقه هدوني يعني حقوق لولا صوت دعسل عن وحو الشيخ إيش أجي يعني ناقه إيو نمنك إن إلهي هرتيس كسمنيهين سيدا أنك أهمسلنا هاي إلهي سدو صورة النساء كوشاقي إيو قفل بأينا 
إلهي لحسابته معي وحسن مسي لكن منين بات هاي مناق بات هاي قفلقو عذاب مايا الجنهن القوكيني مايا حقيشاقي إني ناقه كجيران دين تا إسلام كا إيو وحبر شديسة واقي رسول كا إلا إيه هدا وعاكمد أها علماء ذواوين عائشة رضي الله عنها أم سلمة يعني حتى أيقا أيضها قرآن كجرين قار كود فسرين لكن قرآن كودن ما يفسرين شيخو حويدية شيخو ناقها ولقا ما أخر السي كتاب تفسير الناقر تيوحيري ما يمانا أخرين ولقا بأيني جران لكن كلي أنقا إنتا وح أخرين أي أولي معنا أركين لكن ما جرتو وح وديد أي إني ساسنا يعني كتب يكلوي قرآن نابه كو فقيقة كو عقيدة وح وديدا إني ما انتقرتو ما جرتو وحاويدي الشيخ وسيدي ناقه أصو تحسني كران حقوق ذا ذوحيري هدي إسلام كدين تإسلام تسيدا لوغو تلقلي إن لوغو دقمي لها هدي لوغو دقمو قف قف حقوق ذي أباس لو مبهن إنا حقوق ذا لصودع سوى مركاس قفل بحقوق ذي سوى ودن ويحلي لها يعني كده وحاك هذا لني الشيخ يو وحاك هذا لني الشيخ وحسمين جري وحقي شاقي إنو تدبنا تنيه تدبا تنيه إنو تدبنا سمن ديسكا تدبا تنيه إنو كمد أهادت كي قهري دوكسي قرآن أفرن عقها أما الدمركة ناقا محنا يسمع الدمركة يواقع السمركة ما يهي سنين لما أقلان إن دين تإسلام كبرتو حقاير قرآن ير يسل الصلاة دا قريق لوك بريجي لكن إني بحان ودين تبرتان لما أقلان ما شاء الله وحيال كليتو بظن نواك هذلني لكن حاملين يا إني حد إنا حد كلي إلو بي هدي أو قيبت إنجليز كدقي ستان إن شاء الله وحا أودن وصدق دقب با وأركي كرتان إن شاء الله أبس سور كسوس على مدعاد السوس عطا وحان قفكو ريساني دونا لقد الصومالقة إن شاء الله هي مع السلامة إيو وإنتا سيوم إن شاء الله مركضا بائس مقلي دونا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Sorry I have a little cold Today I am with our beloved Sheikh Sheikh Abdurrahman Can you tell us more about yourself Sheikh Abdurrahman بسم الله I am Dr. Sheikh Abdurrahman Sheikh Omar Ahmad Uh, I'm uh, one of the ulama scholars in uh, in Somalia and here in the United States. I'm the Imam of Abu Bakr Islamic Center, the largest mosque in uh, Minnesota. And I was uh, head of the organization uh, called uh, IANA, or previously was called uh, Council of Somali Imams in the United States. So. Uh, I've been working in education for uh, last 20 years. I'm consultant now. I, uh, I have a doctorate in education and Islamic studies. 
masters in creed and faith and I was a member in the council of the ulama in the highest in in Saudi Arabia which is called Dar al-Iftah it's an international organization which is I'm I translated, uh, I, I revised the translation of the Holy Quran in the Mujamma Malik Fahad Center in Medina, Saudi Arabia in 1992, the first edition of the Somali translation. Uh, oh, that's amazing. I've taken a tafsir class with you before and it was yes, beautiful. Yeah, yeah mashallah. Um, <clears throat> so how did you get into da'wah? Uh, my family, my father was a Sheikh scholar and my grandfather was Sheikh. I am from a family of ulama uh, who I were uh, all Sheikhs. So I studied in the hand of my father. He was a Sheikh and uh, he was uh, in Iran and in Ethiopia, some areas. And he was the Imam of the largest mosque in uh, Baladwin in Iran. And he has students. A big number of students. I was uh, his son, and at the same time was his one of his students. So he he taught. That's a, a uh, it's not a university, but it's a, a cultural halaqa. They call halaqa. A uh, sheikh takes a group of students who came from all over Somalia or all over Ethiopia, Kenya, anywhere. So they, uh, he teaches uh, Arabic language, he teaches fiqh, he teaches tafsir, he teaches all subjects. Uh, so, uh, and other sheikhs were in the, in the time, the area. So I was naturally from a home of da'wah. Uh, then I uh, started da'wah while I was a student in the middle school, in the high school. I was, uh, and then I was, from all lifetime, I was in da'wah. I was a member of the ulama uh, who were in the da'wah, uh, which is internationally. Uh, I've been a member of that. Ifta call it, it's called, it says, uh, appointed. And I was uh, a monster of my life, a imam of an masjid or uh, participating in da'wah. Uh, even though I graduated from agriculture, studied in Somalia, Somali National University. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, I'm, I'm an agriculturist too. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I uh, I wanted to the uh, uh, I went to the military. I worked mm. in the military. I, wow, so military yeah, as I, well. I was in the military. Uh, I specialized in. Uh, when I graduated the, the, the academic, I, I was in Sudan. Mm -hmm. I graduated from the College of Academics in Sudan. Then, so I came as an officer. Then I, when I was working, then I uh, specialized in missiles, Soviet missiles. Uh, in Somalia, which is the most modern weapon in Somalia that the government owned it. Uh, one of the officers who specialized in these missiles is called Sam-3. Uh, then while I was in I, uh, in the colonel in the military, I went to the agriculture. To uh, so, I studied agriculture, uh, which is taught in Italian language. I speak Italian language too. Uh, so, 
uh, in agriculture, which is uh, very, very, uh, very important, really. I graduated from the um, Faculty of Agriculture at Fort Somalia National University. So I studied uh, all subjects, <coughs> chemistry, physics, biology, uh, economy, soil science, soil chemistry, statistics, all this is, is about 28 subjects, uh, 28 courses almost. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. you were in the military, you're in Dawa, you were also in education, and you were also in agriculture. So that's really amazing. When I came in the United States, I was in education. I worked in education. I was a teacher, 10-year teacher in the district of Minneapolis. And I was uh, working in the field of education. I taught science, life science. Mm -hmm. uh, since I graduated from agriculture, then I've been uh, assessing my certificates as a, I can teach science. And, and I, uh, I taught ESL, science, uh, and math too. I, teach, I taught math. Uh, so I was in the field of education for the last, when I was in here in the United States and still uh, in it. Yeah, you told me earlier we were having a conversation and you told me you used to live in Damascus, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. So, um, <clears throat> what are the names of some of the prominent shiuch you've studied under? You said your father, Sheikh Omar. Uh, my father, my father, Sheikh Omar. Mm -hmm. And his father was Sheikh, Sheikh Ahmed. Sheikh Ahmed. Mm -hmm. And his grandfather is Sheikh Mahmoud. MashaAllah. And Sheikh Isman. Sheikh Ali, Haj Ibrahim, all they were ulama, they were uh, the whole family. The, yeah, they used to teach Islamic uh, in different places in Somalia. Uh, like my grandfather Mahmoud, he was a sheikh in Dinsor, a town called Dinsor, which is in the southern and southwest of Somalia. And uh, my father was a sheikh Ahmadin, he used to teach Islam. In, in Iran, and all the, the family were all sheikhs, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned earlier that you were in tafsir. So let's say, as Zainab, I want to get into tafsir in the future and eventually become a tafsir teacher. What are some of the prerequisites I have to study before I can do tafsir? Yes, if you uh, wanted to do tafsir, first of all, you, you should know the Quran. Uh, the Quran, either memorize or close to memorize. So you have to finish the Quran, it's because the tafsir is based on the Quran. Uh, the second thing is you have to know the uh, the Arabic language, because the Quran is pure Arabic language. Uh, so you have to uh, tool with the Arabic language. The Arabic language, when I say, says like the grammar, you should know. You should you should know the. Arabic literature, the other, other uh, you should know the Arabic history, some kind of, uh, so that is uh, requ uh, required. You should you, sh you should know this Arabic when we are. Uh, there is a translation, a Somali translation, an English translation. Translations. Uh, if you are uh, studying the translation of the Quran. Uh, to understand deeply, you should know the Arabic language. But you can't even, uh, if your Arabic is not very strong, you can at the same time listen to the tafsir and, and understand the concept in, 
in, but you cannot revise by yourself, you cannot read it, to see more of the tafsirs, different kind of tafsirs. Uh, all history of Islam, there is a, uh, starting from Ibn Abbas, uh, there was a translation of the Quran, there is explanation of the Quran, the whole Quran. There are different kinds of tafsirs. Uh, they call tafsir bil athar, tafsir bil rai. Uh, basics of the tafsir you should know. How uh, to understand the Quran, the revelation of the Quran, how it's, uh, uh, it's a portion in Mecca, revealed to Mecca, a portion in Medina. Uh, what are the uh, verses? Why this is written like this way? Yeah, this needs a lot of knowledge in tafsir. Definitely, tafsir is, like I say, my favorite subject when it comes to Islamic studies. So, earlier you were talking about the different types of tafsir. So, what most of us have access to is translations of the Qur'an. And it's important to say that translation of the Qur'an is different from tafsir, correct? Um, you were talking about prominent Sahaba who were also scholars like um, Ibn Abbas and Ibn Mas'ud and how even though they were Arabs who were there at the time of the Prophet, they themselves needed tafsir. Um, <clears throat> so there's different types of tafsir. There's tafsir al-Qurtubi, tafsir Ibn Kathir, tafsir al-Jalalain. And um, do you think, do you know of a tafsir that was written by a woman? Uh, no, uh, I haven't seen it, it written by a woman. That, that's, that doesn't mean that the women were uh, uh, in the knowledge. They were the Sahaba, one of the knowledgeable people. They were uh, the Aisha, Umm Salama, the wives of the Prophet Sallallahu They were close to the Prophet Sallallahu the most knowledgeable people when it's counted, it is uh, Aisha is included. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. Aisha, Abu Salama, yeah. top of this high. So, but uh, in the history uh, of Islam, I haven't seen tafsir written by a female. Uh, there is uh, the tafsir of the verses of females in the tafsir. For example, Aisha, she uh, made tafsir of this verse like that. She said that. Abu Salama said that. There is in the Quran the tafsir, but separate tafsir for the sisters, maybe it's not my knowledge. Uh, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, because um, according to the research I've done, I know that it when in Ibn Kathir's tafsir, he focuses. Uh-huh. He focuses a lot on the stories and he brings in a lot of like the authentic ahadith uh-huh. and I definitely enjoy reading his tafsir. Uh-huh. It's called the tafsir bil athar. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then there's tafsir al-Qurtubi which is more based on fiqh. Oh, yeah. I know that like there's this one verse in Surah Al-Qasas where he got more than like 30 ahkam out of just one little verse and I haven't seen that. However now, there's a movement happening, I'm not sure if you're really familiar with it, it's called Islamic Feminism. So it's like a lot of Muslim women going into feminism, but feminism comes in different types of form and you just can't say this is feminism. Islamic Feminism is basically getting women's rights through the Quran and through the Sunnah which has been prescribed by Allah. As we all know, some people take some people's haqs away and their rights away, and that's wrong. And these women are just trying to get back their haqq um, through the means of Quran and Sunnah. Um, <coughs> there are some scholars right now who are thinking about bringing 
forced to see it but from like a woman's perspective um they're not necessarily trying to change the meaning of the quran or anything like that but it's just like through a woman's perspective i've studied usul al-deen i've studied usul al-fiqh usul al-tafsir and this is what i think what are your thoughts on that uh, really uh, the islam is a, is, a, is a complete system definitely definitely it's a belief it's a way of life if a system so the position of the feminine uh, it's clear in the Islam. In Islam, there is no difference between the woman and woman. They are uh, worshiping Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah says, "Ba'dukum min ba'din." You are from each other. You are from each other. Uh, so that means they are the, in the according to Allah Subhanahu. They are the same in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Go be close to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So the woman in. Uh, uh, it can be, it can do, uh, uh, so we have to see the Islamic feminism perspective, which is based mm-hmm. on the aqidah, on the uh, belief of, of Islam, because we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we believe that whatever comes from Allah is right, mm-hmm. the messengers are right, the way they are seeing it uh, is, is right, the way judging Islam is right. So, based on that, the Muslim feminism, uh, there's no except for the Sharia ruling or the Islamic from Islamic perspective, the woman can 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 make a tafsir. She can write a, a, any a books of fiqh. She can write any. There are some writers, Muslim writers, sisters, writers who, who wrote books in in the, in the field of fiqh, in the field of uh, there are some some sisters, not in the tafsir. I haven't seen because the tafsir is a is a very big. Maybe and they can, but they can. Nobody limits from them to have the tafsir. Mm-hmm. But when you are when you are uh, making tafsir, whether you are man or female, whether male or female, there is a, a guideline that you cannot cross it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, what agreed the companions of the Prophet the followers of the commands of the Prophet, the followers of the command, these four centuries, the four centuries that the Prophet said, these are the best centuries in Islam. The people who were Quraysh who were speaking the Arabic language and the Prophet was in between them and the revelation of the Quran was between them. Their translation, how they understood the Quran, you cannot say, I, I understand by myself. I will do in my opinion. You cannot write it by yourself, something that uh, based on the 21st century, I will do it. No. This is, a, a, the Quran is protected. This is, this is the last revelation. It should be protected. So you cannot be out of that lines, whether you are man or male or female. But you can, you can make the tafsir. This, how they understood it, they call it, uh, it is, uh, it's called ijma'a. Mm-hmm. Ijma. There's Which the Quran. The Quran is hujja. Mm-hmm. The Sunnah is hujja, mm-hmm. and the Ijma. What they ag- all agreed on each other. So, for instance, something that came about with Ijma is like the Tarawih prayers we pray yeah. in Ramadan, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, that's really nice. <clears throat> uh-huh. So, my question now is, um, for instance, uh, right now I have a 
journal in front of me and I will leave this with you. It's by Aziza Al-Hibri and it's about an Islamic perspective on domestic violence. I read through it for one of my classes and I think you're gonna, you're definitely going to enjoy the reading. However, there's um, unfortunately today, like I've mentioned earlier, um, people at the end of the day, one of the things that Allah is going to judge us upon on the day of judgment is about the people's haq. Have you fulfilled their haq? For instance, I have parents, I should be nice to them, I should do bid and walidain. Have I come and have I done that fully and completely? And then I have rights upon my parents where they have to give me a good education, where they have to take care of me, have they done that? And that's one of the big um, ideas behind the day of judgment. So. Um, how can women get back their rights through an Islamic lens? It is uh, very simple. It is uh, by uh, practicing the Islam. Mm-hmm. If you go back, if you practice Islam, and we find the, uh, an authority that enforces the practicing Islam, everybody gets his right. Mm-hmm. The woman, including the woman, the woman will get his right. At the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, uh, if the if the parent uh, does not raise his children and uh, fulfill the rights of the children on the on his parent, the government will interfere, will punish the fa- the, the father and the mother to to fulfill the uh, like feeding them, having them shelter, everything. So the uh, the same as the as the husband, he has responsibility in Islam and the wife. If he did not, if he violated the responsibility and the rights of the woman on him, then the authority will enforce him to fulfill that. The same thing as the as, as wife. So everybody should, should fulfill the, the right. So there is interference from the government uh, Islamic government, I mean. Uh, but these days we see Islam is a voluntary, everybody practice uh, as he wants. Mm-hmm. He leaves something and he practice something. There is no authority that, yeah, that's what's called the Sharia, Sharia Islam, he practice. Uh, the Islamic law was applied till the last century's beginning, since 1921. It was used all the Muslim world, and government, politics, military, economics, universities, everything. The life was run by the Sharia, and everybody was getting his rights, whether he is a Muslim or Christian, or there are Christian minorities who live it under the uh, an Islam. They have their rights. The Prophet mm-hmm. said, If anybody who kills uh, a non-Muslim in the, in the Muslim society, he will never smell the, uh, the smell of the jannah. He will go to hellfire. That means so, so that uh, by practicing Islam, everybody will get his right. And finding an uh, enforcement of that uh, or, or applying the Sharia Islamia, even though they give a bad picture from the Sharia Islamia, mm-hmm. the Sharia Islamia was a civilization of all, all uh, centuries and centuries. And it was fair. And uh, if it's applied, everybody gets his right that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. 
Allah is not female or male. Allah is not a, is, is, a, is not a color. Allah is not any, any tribe. Allah, what Allah is revealed is the, uh, is fair to everybody. And mm-hmm. we have to accept it. Otherwise, human being will, will, will write something. For the, uh, who's, who's giving the writers? A, a parliamentary or group of people will, will make it as, they, as it is. Is it Allah better or, or the group of people? What they see, it's right, and it's not right. Uh, so that's how uh, can we, everybody can, uh, can get uh, his rights, including the females. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sheikh. Um, so my next question for you is, how can we encourage more women to get into Islamic scholarship and become da'iyat and ulama? Uh, it is uh, uh, it is de- depending the ulama and uh, and the Muslim community mm-hmm. to encourage the students so graduating from the schools or from the mosques to uh, encourage them to teach them. There is some cultures in some areas, Muslim like Somalia, mm-hmm. the the girls were not were not taught the religion, mm-hmm. and it, it did not came from Islam, but it is came came from a culture, I don't know where it came from. But a man teaches the boys the deen, mm-hmm. but he is not teaching the girls. Uh, the first, uh, I remember that we, we started as a du'a, mm-hmm. the first duxi uh, of Qur'an for sisters only. The first one ever? The first one ever in Somalia, I mean. What year was that? That was in 19, uh, it, it was in 1975, 70, uh, 73, I think it was 73, 72, some areas. First, the of Quran, that sisters, no sisters were, were taught the Quran. So how would they pray? The, the, the father will teach how to pray, teach them how to pray. These basic is he will, she will get from home. But going to studying even the Quran, mm-hmm. they were not studying the Quran. So her brother and her dad... Her brother goes to Duxi, her, uh, but the, the sisters will not go to the Duxi. So, but were they also going to, like, normal school? They go to normal school sometimes, okay. yeah. They go to normal schools, yeah. Even even though the schooling is uh, was abusive, since it was the colonization, through mm-hmm. the, the schooling, the, the society, they see that if they bring it to the... Uh, to the schools they may be astray from Islam since mm. it was very westernized at that time. It was made by the colonization, Italian, British, French. I see, so <coughs> so Islam but gave we, women yeah, the right girls, to... Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can, uh, uh, from that time, when I, I'm telling you, 1975, 73, we, we uh, it was not in the Muslim world, but I was, I'm talking in Somalia. The Somali context, The yes. Somali culture, yeah. They were uh, not letting the sisters to sit. But after that, the, the, we taught them, they went to the Duxi, they memorized the Quran, they opened the Duxi by themselves, mm-hmm. teaching others. They studied the Hadith, they studied the Fiqh, there's scholars, mashallah, after that. So it depends on the encouraging of the ulama, how they uh, encourage the institutions, education institutions, uh, sisters participating. Teach your girls, your sister, uh, as you are teaching your son, 
your brother and relative yeah um <clears throat> in the somali community today there's like a lot of famous shaykh or men who are known mashallah like yourself sheikh abdurrahman sheikh abdurzaq sheikh umar sheikh shibile um sheikh abdurashid ali sufi which are like all in their different respective fields um however there aren't women out there do you think there might be other reasons um for instance do you think maybe that they're too I guess you can use the term hishod or like kind of too shy to come out and sit in front of large crowds and talk. Oh, for like girls who or women who are thinking in that way, what advice would you give them? Uh, is, uh, as I told you, the Islamic system, mm-hmm. uh, we have regulations for all the sisters mm-hmm. uh, to, be, uh, to be open to the public all the time or mm-hmm. be being uh, like... Uh, in an, in an open area, like a mask, like a, a mixture of people who are, uh, she cannot stand everywhere that, uh, uh, that the men can, can stand it. That's why the ulama, they are very public, they go everywhere, they teach in mosques, they give lectures in Friday, khutbahs, everything. But the sisters, since there's a sister, she's a mom, and a, it's afraid of fitna. The Muslim society is protected from the fitna. So mm-hmm. they go under that regulation. Even the Aisha, she used to teach, but the students used to go to her house. Behind the curtain, she gave the lecture. They asked the hadith that they wanted to know. They asked, the, uh, and she told them. She mm-hmm. teaches them. So it is the, still the, the system that is not letting to expose the sister to give lecture in a public place, in a, but she can give a lecture and teach the others since she's a scholar in a way that is uh, not violating as a sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she can teach, she can be a teacher, she can be a principal, she can uh, give lecture in her own school, in a, her, her own center, uh, but to give lecture in where uh, sisters and men uh, and stand up front of that, it is violated the regulation of the Islam to be for the sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why the Sahaba did not do it. They participated in the, taking the knowledge, they participated in the uh, uh, society, they taught children, they taught uh, they, even the, the boys, the way they taught it, but in a way that is. Uh, uh, that is uh, uh, not opposing the regulation of Islam. Of course. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, I can say the uh, the Muslim uh, the the Muslim uh, the, the Islamic writers of feminism is very dignifying. That's what I'm saying. Very dignifying. Uh, the Islam gave the rights to a woman. Uh, she can inherit, she can have a knowledge, she can uh, participate in society, she can do. Uh, she is responsible for the home and raising the children uh, inside the house, outside the father. While we see in, in, in America, Iowa, this is state of close to us, mm-hmm. was the first uh, state to recognize that the woman is not a property. It was... I have a document, I have a document here, yeah. mm-hmm. that the Iowa, uh, the first state, 
that uh, said a woman can own something. That was 18 something. Mm -hmm. Before that, she was owned like a property. She cannot own anything. While Islam, uh, in the day of the first day of Islam, we established the uh, uh, to the the concept of hating the feminine. وَإِذَا بُشْرَ أَحَدُهُمْ بِالْأُنْثَى ذَلَّ وَيْشُوَ مُسْوِدًا وَهُوَ كَرِيمٌ If somebody said uh, you, you got a girl, his, his face used to change it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ashamed is that. Allah says in the Quran, يَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ إِنَاثًا وَيَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ ذُكُورًا Allah uh, give as a gift anyone he wants is girlless. He made first. يَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ إِنَاثًا Allah gives anyone he wants his boys. Mm -hmm. And Allah can make his for both of them, boys and girls. And sometimes Allah some may make someone doesn't have any children. Okay. So he made first the girls. Mm -hmm. So the concept of lowering the feminism, the, uh, the religion of Islam fought that. Mm -hmm. And Stabbed it. Or either Mauda to Suida. They used it to uh, bury the girls alive. Yeah. The Arab culture. Before the Islam. Mm -hmm. Stabbed that. In Egypt, they used it to, uh, when the river, Nile River is not flooding, uh, waters get less. Since the life of uh, Nile, the burdens of the people, they used it to, uh, uh, they call Arusa. They used it to put a girl. A very uh, virgin girl, beautiful girl, they uh, make it uh, beautify it and take it and throw it in the river and drown it over there uh, to have the river flooded to get water. Wow. And Islam stopped that. Umar, Umar Abdul Aziz stopped that. He said, I own Nile River. If you are flowing with the power of Allah, flow it. If you are flowing for another reason, stop, stop your water. And that culture was finished at that time. In India, the same thing. They used it when somebody dies, they burn his wife with him. And Islam stopped that. So, idea of a, a feminism, a, Islam gave rights for the women that no system or no other religion gave you. Okay.